And welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast. Patriotic American Citizen, I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. As I record this, it is Tuesday evening, and the President will give his State of the Union address later this evening, and uh, I don't know how much of it I can take. I'll have to watch some of it, because that's my job, basically. And I, you know, I caught a preview of what he's expected to talk about this evening, and yeah, I, all of it's lies. I mean, why would you want to listen to a bunch of lies delivered by a, a guy who's been lying in government now for half a century, 47 years in the Senate? He's going to tout his policies, his economic policies, and how the economy is strong and doing well, and he's, how he's created 12 million new jobs. He's created nothing. A president does not create jobs. A good president creates the conditions by which jobs can be created by private industry. But this president has not created 12 million jobs. He's counting He's counting all the companies that laid off uh, uh, and closed their doors during the pandemic. Now they're rehiring people and calling people back into work. He's counting those as jobs he's created. He's not created 12 million new jobs. He hasn't. He's not going to talk about inflation, which is coming down, but still way higher than it was in 2016, 2017, 18, 19, and 2020. Gas prices. NPR will tell you gas prices are lower than they were a year ago. That may be true, but they're not not lower than they were four years ago. I wonder if he's going to talk about the Chinese spy balloons. You think he'll talk about those? I, I doubt it. Yeah, it was shot down. Over the Carolina coast over the weekend, the president ordered the, the balloon, spy balloon, shot down. And it went off, I guess, into the Atlantic. So, it, you know, no harm, no foul. As far as we know, nobody was injured. But who knows? Maybe there was a contagion in that balloon. I don't, I don't think there is. But who knows? It could, there could have been. China is our enemy. They are our adversary. Republican Senator Steve Daines of Montana, I was reading recently, he said Montanans asked his office if they could take a shot at the spy balloon over the state. It was floating over Montana. And you can bet those people out in Montana, that part of the country, they would have taken care of business by uh, on their own. And that's what's going to happen if the government doesn't do its constitutional responsibility and protect its citizenry. Citizens will take matters into their own hands. Now, we don't want that. So this Zidane said, look, This has been a tremendous embarrassment for this country. One more example of the weakness of the Biden administration on the global stage. How can you disagree with that? The man is weak physically. He projects weakness because he's weak physically, weak uh, mentally. It's obvious. Their lack of response. They knew about this, this balloon for a long time. It took them forever. The Pentagon did not want to shoot it down for whatever reason. The military said no, Biden said yes, and Biden, being the commander-in-chief of the armed forces, gets the final say. He gets the final word, and they, they took it down. And now they're saying that <clears throat> this has happened under the, uh, under, under the Trump administration two or three different times. And I've read you know numerous conflicting reports on it. One report said that the military, and James Mattis was defense secretary under, uh, under Trump, they purposely hid the information from President Trump. So if that information is true, that Mattis and the military concealed this information from President Trump, that is a treasonous act. It's a national security issue. The president is the commander-in-chief of the armed forces. Yes, he's a civilian. That's the way the founders set it up. 
I, I, you know, anyway, so many reports out there. But back to Montana, this guy in uh, this senator, this Steve Daines, wanted to know why was this balloon over Montana? There is the Malmstrom Air Force Base. He was referring to the home of the 341st Missile Wing in Montana. We have intercontinental ballistic missiles spread across north, uh, the north-central part of Montana. You think the Chinese were uh, scoping out those ballistic missiles? You know they were. You know they were. It wasn't a weather balloon. Anybody who believes that is a moron. They believe the moon's made out of cheese. Biden's brain's made out of cheese, maybe. But anyway, he, he ordered the thing shot down. It was shot down. I expect to hear about the economy, how great he's doing, how great you know uh, he's been over the past two years, how his policies are starting to take hold. He's not going to talk about the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan or maybe Hunter Biden's laptop. You think he'll discuss Biden's laptop? I was reading in the New York Post this week that six in ten voters think it is likely Hunter used information from the classified documents found in the president's home. I don't, I don't think he'll talk about the classified document scandal. But 6 in 10 voters think that the younger Biden wanted to use the uh, the classified documents to sweeten his foreign business deals. There was a Rasmussen poll. As an email Hunter sent in 2014, this is in the New York Post, written by uh, uh, Miranda Devine, Uh, contained highly detailed information on Ukraine. Soon after, then-Vice President Joe Biden traveled to Ukraine, and Hunter got a seat on the Ukrainian energy company Burisma's board. 83000 bucks a month he was paid. (laughs) Great work if you can get it. So Devine asks, is it reasonable to believe the president has been squirreling away classified documents for years to provide his family members with inside information that would make them all rich? Of course it is. Of course it is. All right. Let's, uh, you know, I can't talk about Biden too much because I lose my mind. I, you know, it's, and I'm, I'm going to just mention the state here. The state of New York is just in, in worse trouble, I think, or as bad a trouble as Washington is because the Democrats control Washington for the most part. They control the White House, the Senate, or excuse me, the, uh, yeah, the Senate. They control by a slim uh, majority. And uh, they control New York state government, I mean, top to bottom, both houses of the legislature and the governor's mansion. And the uh, governor, uh, Kathy Hochul, released a budget recently, $227 billion. Now, I'm not going to bore you with a bunch of numbers. I'm immersed in this stuff all day, all week long. So I don't want to talk about it in my off time. But, I mean, it's $7 billion higher than the current year's spending plan. And what happens normally every time... Every year I've been there, 19 plus years, the legislature adds spending to what the governor proposes. So she's proposing a $7 billion uh, spending increase. It's it's the old tax and spend. This is what they're going to do. She's going to raise taxes on the MTA, which I don't care about because that's downstate, Uh, excise taxes, cigarette taxes. If you smoke, you're going to get taxed again. They want to go after smokers. And it's unbelievable. She's going after gas stoves. Part of her budget plan would ban the sale of gas stoves and fuel-powered heating equipment by 2030. It would also require that all new buildings be zero emission beginning in 2028, with smaller buildings required to go green in 2025. That's what she's proposing. Bail reform, that's a whole kettle of fish I can't get into. She's, you know, proposing a couple of minor tweaks that she says would give judges 
more uh, discretion. Well, that's a matter of debate. So she's her budget's out there. The assembly is just going to go wild. They're they're against any any bail reform because they view any incarceration as an act of slavery. Basically, too many blacks and Hispanic men in prison. So bail reform was designed to have fewer of these people in prison, and we see the results of it. Crimes skyrocketing. I had the statistics somewhere, but I mean it's uh, it's sickening. But, you know, as far as education goes, education funding, $34.5 billion, total statewide school aid. That's what the governor's proposing. New York City gets over $13 billion by itself. Is it a worthwhile investment? I, I don't think it is. So I found some of the, uh, the crime numbers I was looking for. And I was in a meeting this week at work. It lasted maybe 15, 20 minutes. But the governor's calling for, a, as I mentioned, a slight scale back on the bail reform legislation. And the new statistics on crime, all the major categories are up 4.1%. Number of teen shootings and victims tripled over the past five years. And the governor wants to use bail reform. She's expected to use it as a bargaining chip in budget negotiations. Now, she's going to get rolled by the Dems in the legislature. She's viewed as weak because she is weak. So one of our downstate assemblymen, he's from Long Island, is taking issue with the, the fact that the governor is calling for a $2 million cut in spending for schools for the blind and disabled, while she's calling for a 10% hike in overall school spending. And this is a big issue for a lot of our members downstate. Why cut money or cut spending to, to schools that need it? She's going to give $13 billion to New York City. That's what she's proposing. Anyway, uh, again, a lot of taxes on businesses. The uh, unemployment insurance Rates are going up for small businesses if the governor gets her way. That's that's their answer to everything. Just tax. Tax, you know, go after the goose that lays the golden egg. Small businesses, you know, it's been said and it's true. Small businesses are the backbone of the state's economy. But the, the, uh, the government, the state legislature and the governor, they don't view it that way. They view businesses as there to tax. They, they view people who, who earn money, who actually create jobs and create wealth as their own personal ATM. They can just, well, just tax the businesses. They can handle it. Well, a lot of them can't handle it. Most businesses, most small businesses fail. I forget the percentage, but more than half of businesses that start up in a few years go under. And this government in, in Albany is not making things any better. All right, enough on politics. I wanted to mention, uh, we'll probably do another show on the weekend for the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, I, I predicted Cincinnati was going to beat Kansas City. I thought Cincinnati would win everything because uh, I thought they were that good, and they are that good. Kansas City just happened to be a little better on that night. So Kansas City and Philadelphia in the Super Bowl, I forget what year it is, fifty Super Bowl 57 maybe? I remember it was the first, I remember the second Super Bowl, the Packers and the uh, Raiders. I don't. The first Super Bowl was in '66. The Packers and Chiefs. I vaguely remember that one, but the second one I recall when the Packers beat the uh, Raiders. I think by a score of 33 to 14. So the uh, Eagles. I think the Eagles would have to be a slight favorite, but I'm not sure. I mean, both quarterbacks are are tremendous. Uh, Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. Guy's a gifted runner. I think he runs too much. And I think once he gets nailed once or twice and gets injured, I think he's going to maybe slow down a bit, but he runs like a deer. He's a great young quarterback, as is Mahomes, obviously one of the all-time greats. Mahomes is, he's the throwback. So it's going to be a, a very entertaining Super Bowl, but I don't, I'm not going to pick a winner because I don't care who wins, basically. I, I'm an NFC guy because I'm a Packer fan, lifelong Packer fan, and 
I like the NFC, so I'll be rooting for Philadelphia probably quietly because one of my daughters is a big a Patrick Mahomes fan, my daughter Isabel. So I'll keep a low profile, but it should be a good game. We don't we don't get the uh, game locally because uh, Dish does not carry Fox, so I have to go across the street to my in laws. They get the they get the Fox channel, the the Spanish channel. So we'll just turn down the volume maybe and and watch the. Uh, the action. So, Eagles and Kansas City. And, you know, speaking of the Packers, there's all kinds of talk about Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay and finishing out his career in uh, in Oakland or Los Angeles. The Raiders. Going to play for the Raiders. I guess Devontae Adams is lobbying management, uh, the Raiders management, to bring Rodgers to, to uh, I don't even know where they're playing. Is it Oakland? Back Are they back in Oakland or L.A.? It doesn't matter. I don't think that's going to happen. The Jets reportedly are, uh, you know, really in the hunt for Rodgers. And then I read something on one of these Packers fan club sites on Facebook that Rodgers wants to finish his career in Green Bay. But, I mean, he's 39. There's a salary cap issue, and the Packers, uh, you know, they're invested. They've invested a great deal of money in Rodgers. He's still an elite quarterback. Yes, he's 39. He may not win an MVP again, but he won the last two years. He won last year and the year before. Had some injuries this year. But I hope he stays stays in Green Bay. I mean, I like Jordan Love, but I don't think he's quite ready for prime time yet. I think he needs another uh, year or so. Hopefully Rodgers finishes it out in Green Bay and and brings uh, another title to Titletown. All right, that's all we have time for. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. Don't forget, please, hit like. Hit that subscribe button and subscribe to the Pac-Man podcast and tell your friends about it and share on social media. And we do this show at least once a week, and we have a number of fine podcasters, including my daughter, Madeline, with her show, The Essentials, with Maddie Flint on the BMG Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. You name it, we are We are there. So thank you for tuning us in. If you want to contact me directly, it's Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at the BMG Network.com, all lowercase. If the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. 